superstars. Welcome back to another edition of your Awesome Overflow. This is the Awesome Overflow for August of 2020. I am here today with my dear friend, Rebecca Hoffer. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? Hi. Happy to be here. I'm so happy. We have a lot. We have been holding back some words to each other, which is hard for us because you guys, as you might know, Rebecca and I are both talkers. We're both chit chatters. We've been holding back words. We have some topics that we were holding on to specifically for you guys. And before we get into that, I do want to take a quick minute. I don't think I can say this enough in regular times how much we appreciate your support. But you guys right now with the quarantine, with the pandemic, so many people are experiencing financial concerns and um, changes to their financial situation that they were not expecting at the beginning of 2020. And for a lot of people, it's really causing them to look carefully at where all of their money is going each month. And so the fact that you have decided to continue on with your support of Sorta Awesome at $5 a month, I want you to know that is truly received by us as a gift. It is so generous. It is. Uh, it, it speaks so much to us about your support um, as you continue on with us through this year. And so I want you to know that that is not without notice by the whole entire team. You guys have helped us through a big change in the sort of awesome financial operations as we've had massive changes on our sponsorship side. Our patrons have remained steadfast with us. So you guys, thank you so much for that. Genuinely, as you know, one of the perks of being a superstar is you get the awesome overflow every month. If you are a new superstar, let me tell you that the awesome overflow is where I sit down with usually one of the co-hosts. Sometimes my sister pops on. One time our producer, Sarah, hopped on for an overflow episode. And we basically just cover the things that we have not covered on the regular Friday show that we have no plans to cover there. Rebecca, let's start with one of your favorite topics of conversation on any day, <laughs> pandemic or no, quarantine or no. Here's the backstory, you guys. Rebecca and I love TikTok. You guys know this. And we both we have used TikTok so much that we both understand the intricacies, to some extent, of the TikTok algorithm. So earlier this week, I realized that TikTok had put me into a stream of TikToks Sometimes it just decides, right, Rebecca? Sometimes it's just like, oh, we know you. You like this. And then that's the only topic of TikTok it serves you. Yes, I shared just on the most recent episode of Sort of Awesome that TikTok thought that I was really into pool cleaning videos. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you know, I I'm know. not. <laughs> that makes me laugh so much. <laughs> and, and, you know, sometimes, too, like, here's a good example. I do enjoy a good cooking video on TikTok, but I do not want to be in constant cooking TikTok. I just don't. Like, send me some of the yes. really good viral runs, but I don't need to see everything. Heavens no. I I know. I know. That is the one downside to the algorithm. Like, when the algorithm really knows you and serves you stuff that is so delightful and that you're totally interested in, it's so great. But then it's like it gets stuck. And that's kind of where I was earlier this week. Tick my TikTok, my personal one, not the sort of awesome one, but my personal one had kind of gotten stuck. And I was like, how did I get here? So Rebecca and I have a habit of texting <laughs> each other TikToks back and forth anyway. And so I asked her if maybe it was time for me to wade into the waters of 
you guys, Harry Styles TikTok, which you <laughs> told me something so interesting. Was this on the show that you told me this or was this in real life? I can't remember that you actually avoided Harry Styles TikTok for a while, right? Well, I yes, I did because I really loved all of the randomness of what I was receiving. So the way that I use TikTok is very different than how you do. I follow less than 20 people. I hardly ever like any videos. I hardly ever save a video as a favorite. I the only way that TikTok knows what I'm into is by what I choose to send in a text message to you or other friends or my husband. I I don't want to give TikTok too much information. <laughs> and so right. I was avoiding even diving, like dipping my toe into the world of Harry Styles TikTok because I just didn't, I wanted all the randomness. I didn't want to be completely flooded. But then Cat uh, was out of the bag. But then TikTok figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so curious about this. Did you initiate a search for a Harry Styles thing or did one day a Harry Styles TikTok just appear magically out of the blue in your feed. Well, my friend sent sent me some Harry Styles ah, TikToks. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what But you know, I'm not I'm, mad about it. They're they're everywhere mad. and I'm not mad about yeah. it. I thought I would be. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> So I asked her, Becca, if maybe it was time for me to wade into the waters of Harry Styles TikTok to sort of write the universe and help me at least get unstuck from the stream that TikTok had put me in. And she was like, I mean, are you ready for this? Like, <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. Are you ready? So you sent me what, like eight, I feel like? Some some number, more than five. I, I think I sent you like 12 or 13. 12? Okay. Yes. There was there was a lot of Harry Styles to uh, to in in vibe. <laughs> Did you watch all of them? I watched them all. They are really so fun, and also listen. To be totally honest with you guys, pretty sexy. I mean, <laughs> there's that. Okay, let's talk about Harry Styles. You're very nervous about what my response is. Well, because I'm, like, so obsessed, it feels a bit vulnerable to, like, share that obsession and then potentially have it rejected. You know what I mean? So I I sent all of these. Yeah. So I sent all of these to Meg and I responded with, if you want to send me detailed reaction commentary on each one of these, I won't be mad. (laughs) And she didn't send me anything. And then last night, she said, I, I want to save my Harry TikTok response for the overflow. I was like, okay, great. You want to record in like 30 minutes? Like, I cannot wait to hear what you say. <laughs> this was I like, not... this is my time. It was like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, okay, I'm ready in 30. Just, just uh, let's do it now. <laughs> the kids are in bed. I want to know. <laughs> she said, no. <laughs> Yes, it's true. You do not want me on mic after, well, after probably three in the afternoon. My words are not great. Um, I don't know that I can do step-by-step, play-by-play, because my brain just doesn't work that way. I will say that from watching the TikToks, from experiencing Harry in these little short clips, um, that... I I can I can enter in Rebecca. I can enter into this space with you, and I can see 
how the um, the love affair in your heart would grow towards him. He is so charming and so charismatic. Like, it's almost inhuman. It, it does make you think, like, how is this a living person on this planet, right? I mean, 100%. Like, there's the music that he produces that I truly love. I really do love listening to it. And his musical capabilities is what initially even attracted me to this him and this obsession is I was be watching One Direction music videos and his solos were always the ones that I appreciated the most. He has like this like raspiness to his voice sometimes that I really liked. So there's oh, the yeah. music Very side. Sexy. There's the appearance side, like he's not, like he's not flawed, you know, in his physique. He's really not. That's what I'm but saying. It's, it, but it's yeah, the charmingness. Like, yeah. His, yeah, 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 yeah. His personality takes it to this whole other level where you're just like, well, shoot, I'm dead. Like I just watched this video of Harry smiling on a loop for 10 minutes and my heart actually stopped. I, I'm dead. I'm dead now. This is my life. I'm now dead. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, it is almost inhuman how physically perfect he is. Like, I don't understand. And it makes me wonder, uh, the cynic in me is like, how much work has he had done, if any, and what kind of work done to have this like flawless, not just the face, just like the whole thing, right? And then the personality thing, it is it is like almost supernatural how charismatic he is and how it conveys even across the lenses of like, you know, being filmed on camera and you're watching him on his screen. He possesses a sort of singular ability to make you, Rebecca, or me, Meg, or whoever is watching him, you know, sort of with these smirks and the smiles and the winks and all of this to make it feel like it is personalized for you. How does he do that? How does the, how does it happen? I feel like it's like on another, like it's like on a different metaphysical plane. Okay. (laughs) Yes. 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 So yes, there's something that is really sort of, I mean, it's definitely, he's got this boyish charm. So he feels extremely approachable. Um, He's, of course, just one human, and I'm sure that everybody feels like he's approachable, and that's why there's, like, probably mobs and mobs of people around him wherever he goes. I do also – I got the very distinct impression as I really just focused on him as a person. I mean, I was never, like, a big One Direction person, but I just had this really strong impression, like, if it even if it wasn't One Direction, like, somehow, some way, Harry Styles would have been a worldwide celebrity just because of this – his capacity for charisma and charm that he has – like yeah, he really seems to happen to be the it factor. Yes, exactly, exactly. And so you know, as I was watching, it's highly enjoyable. It's fun. It's like even in the sort of like more you know distinctly sexy things, there's still just like a warmth to it. Can you, can somebody be warm and sexy? I think that's that is a uh, combination. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Or hot. I would say so. But (laughs) (laughs) okay, so yeah, I mean, it was a great distraction. It was a very fun, 
very enjoyable ride to get to experience all of these different aspects of him and his just really doing his Harry Styles thing. Now, I am going to say something. I don't want you to be hurt, though. Okay. Let's oh, dear. This. I'm terrified. <laughs> No, it's not it's not personal against you and it's definitely not against Harry Styles. <laughs> Ultimately, I have to say Harry Styles is not my type. And yeah. the reason is because I am problematic and I am the one that's over here attracted to like the dark, brooding, broken grouch, right? Like I I mean I get it. Like, I can totally understand. Like I said, I can enter into your space and see it. For me, I have this problem where I like the brooding one in the corner who's not charming, who's, you know, sort of actively trying to keep people away with his <laughs> with his um, unapproachable exterior. So... <laughs> Knowing what I know about Kyle, this is just making me laugh so much. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just my husband, who is, can be very unapproachable on the outside, but is definitely very, very warm and generous and kind um, when you get to know him. But like, and I know this isn't going to mean anything to you, and it may not mean anything to the superstars, but I'm much more of a Baz Pitch girl instead of Simon Snow. That is from Rainbow Rowell's Carry On, which I don't think you've read, although I think you should. Um, but I I like the dark, the vampire, the, you know, the, the one that is, like, mysterious, that is a problem to solve. And that's why I'm saying I understand that I'm problematic in my choices. <laughs> I don't I don't think you're alone you're alone though. I really don't. But I hear what you're saying that despite him not fitting into your mold that you can understand the appeal. And I would even say that within the way that he is currently portraying himself to the world, there's a lot that does not fit in my mold. My desired mold either and i have had conversations with other harry fans where i've literally used the words to say i I am like grieving his old style like i appreciate so much of what he's doing right now and putting out into the world and like embracing himself and like pushing the stereotypes and the expectations of society to the side and saying hey i'm walking through like this like just deal with it like i love that Mm-hmm. But I I am grieving for the days of a white T-shirt and black skinny jeans. Like, I just am. It, it, he has undergone a interesting transformation. Uh, yeah. So, I. Th- but there's really, there's like uh, an era of Harry for everyone. Okay, <laughs> this is so fascinating that you said this, because I was just thinking about this. I am not one to... Um, I don't know what terminology you feel best with me using. I don't want to say have a crush on. You're a married woman. You have a happy marriage. We all love and adore Nate. You love and adore Nate. extremely happily married. It it, it makes me insecure to gush so much about Harry because I don't want people thinking that I have crossed this line of inappropriateness and that I want to cheat on my husband. That is not the case. I know. And so I I feel, I feel, I want to be sensitive in terminology. Like when you talk about it, do you just say like obsession? Like what do you, what, what kind, what terminology do you feel comfortable with? Well, yeah, I have, I definitely have an obsession. I, there's, it's multi-layered. Well, here's what's, it's, 
not yeah. all naughty. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know. There's some appreciation. There's some. There's some ar- artistic appreciation here too. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so here's what I was just thinking about. I am not one to have an obsession with a real person, a flesh and blood person. However, I absolutely will get completely obsessed with a fictional character. I mentioned Baz Pitch, the Baz and Simon storyline from Rainbow Rouse books. I have gotten completely obsessed with that. I've re- I've looked at tumblers that have all the fan art. I will spend like an hour looking through. I, I don't do this anymore. It's kind of like on a shelf for me because I just haven't had time to indulge it. But like I will f- get fully obsessed with a character or a, a ship, you know, like a a ship pairing that people obsess over and I will get completely in that. And here's what's interesting to me. So you said there's sort of like a Harry for everyone. I feel like this is where fan fiction for fictional characters. And I mean, listen, there's fan fiction about real people too. And there's definitely Harry Styles fan fiction, but this is where fan fiction kind of steps into a gap of like, there is the actual original character and their actual written canon relationships but then the fans take that character and mold them into who they want them to be. So they put them in alternative universes and they put them in different pairings and there's, you know, alternate endings and all of these things where since they're fictional characters, they are not going to be going through a Harry Styles evolving like this is who I am now. I'm exploring this side of myself. So the fans do it themselves via the vehicle of fan art and fan fiction. So I do really think that this is it's not, I think it's a very universal thing for people who get really into a person or a character to have feelings about how that person or character is expressed. And I've never really thought about that correlation before until just now. That makes a lot of sense. So it really does. Yeah. So we've spent about 20 minutes almost talking about Harry Styles. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, see, that's the thing. Here's what we really wanted to talk about on this overflow. And I'm going to really turn the mic over to you to say, I want you to say more about some of the conflicted feelings that you've had recently, because behind the scenes on the Sword Awesome team, we're really looking at um, kind of restructuring, refocusing, being more intentional with our social media and like how we... Uh, message what sort of awesome is about to the greater world and like you know really looking at some of the fundamentals and so we're we're adjusting some things we're playing around with some things and so we've been really thinking about uh, who we are and how we show up uh, as sort of awesome as a team as a as an entity but also who we are as individuals and Rebecca it's kind of uncovered some uh things that you are feeling maybe a little bit conflicted about maybe a little sensitive about and we thought this would be the perfect time and place to really unpack some of that. So where do you want to start with this? Well, as I really the core of it for me has been lately that I have been feeling a little just insecure and anxious about what is it that I'm going to present on the Friday shows as my awesome of the week or what content are we going to talk about? I... I had shared with you as we were planning our last episode, and I was trying to debate what to share as my awesome of the week. I said to you, I feel like I've been living off romance novels, TikTok, and the pool. (laughs) And like, that's all I have to offer this summer. Because one thing that I have really, one thing that I've really embraced and, and 
dove deeper into this summer is these things that are bringing me joy and the fact that when the world around me is really stressful and crazy and traumatic, that I really desire escape. And so I've never been one to read very much nonfiction. I have you know, I love a good binge on Netflix. I just really want to turn my brain off and escape. And what has really been very therapeutic for me lately has been this Harry Styles obsession, um, a ridiculous amount of scrolling on TikTok and reading the most I have ever read in a year Um I'm reading more right now than ever, and it's like 100% romance novels. And as I was thinking about what to present to the awesomes and what to share, I'm just like, oh, I feel like I'm a broken record. Like, I don't want to just always have the same old fluff to share, and I don't—I feel like I have no depth to offer, and I don't want to be annoying. Like, like I know that. A lot of these things is what makes up Rebecca and that the awesomes want Rebecca to be Rebecca, but I don't want to be too much Rebecca. Okay. And that really does drill into the heart, I think, of what some of your concerns around this have been is feeling like it's too much, like it's too much Harry Styles or it's too much, you know, talking about romance novels, which, listen, I stand before you all as a reformed romance novel snob turned fan. I had an idea in my mind that romance novels were the Fabio covered paperbacks, you know, from the uh, from I don't even know where did people used to buy them? I don't know that you would see like in your your, you know, babysitter stack of reading on her side table or something like that. I just had a thing in my mind of what a romance novel was. Um, and it wasn't until a couple of friends of mine started getting into them that I, and I, you know, kind of putting them in my hands and be like, read it, it's fun, that I truly had this revelation that a lot, not all, certainly, but a lot of romance novels are packed with all of the things that you're looking for in a great book. There's character development, there's story arcs, there's tension, there's, you know, drama and conflict, and they also happen to end happily ever after, which is what makes them a romance novel. And to me, in a time when, like, none of us, speaking of endings, like none of us even know when this quarantine and the pandemic is going to end for us. And it's just like this wide open space. Of course, we are drawn to something that actually has an ending. And not only does it have an ending, but it is a happy ending. I mean, I just think it's like so very human that so many people, including yourself, would be turning to romance novels right now. It is genuinely a comfort thing, a self-comfort thing. And I don't think there's anything to feel strange about with them. Because again, there's, there's some really fantastic writing going on in these as well. Well, there there is. There they are so much more than just the poorly written trash that yeah. that you previously thought it was and i would agree with um and i even have stopped 
multiple books this summer being like, I don't like this book for this reason or that reason or whatnot. And then there are some that I found that I'm just like, oh, my goodness, I'm like so obsessed with it. I can't stop reading it. I would say that there's a couple different things that are happening here when I'm feeling conflicted about sharing this type of content with the awesomes or even just like on Simply Rebecca, uh, my Instagram or my blog. Like I was debating if I wanted to do like a roundup of some of my favorite romance novels. And I'm thinking, well, but these, most of these are quite spicy. And I just don't know if I feel comfortable sending a list of spicy romance novels to people from my church who subscribe to my newsletter. Like it just doesn't (laughs) feel right. Yes. Yeah. I get it. Like, do I I really want to put it out there? that I'm reading books going into details about erections? I mean, (laughs) I just don't know. (laughs) Not just mentioning them as a uh, biological component of intercourse, but, you know, the details of erections. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I just, I, oh. and there was even a thread in the Hangout group, or maybe it was the Superstars a while ago, that talked about, like, as Christians, is it okay for us mm. to read romance novels? And I read, like, every comment, because I think I feel a bit conflicted about it. And so many people were like, well, yes, 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 it's totally okay. Um, it's all about, like, where your head is and where your heart is, and, like, what is it doing to your marriage or your partnership yeah. or whatever? Is it enhancing and improving, or is it putting, you know, some discord there? So, like, yeah. I I get it, but I feel like I just need to hear that again. Like, it ju- I, like I just don't know if I'm, if I want trashy romance to be my brand. <laughs> Okay, but That's it's fair. really my brand. It's it's like really my brand, though. Like it real, like it really is. <laughs> okay, can I suggest to you that it's an extension? It's a growth in your brand because from the moment I've met you, you've been into The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Which listen, there's a there's a sexual component to that show that's very overt towards the end, right? With the fantasy True. suites, or as Knox and Jamie call it, the sex auditions. Um, <laughs> That's a thing. That's a realistic part of that show. And, um, you know, you've always enjoyed to the, like, I just feel like this all fits together. You've always enjoyed YouTube that is, uh, to me, it's outside of the, like, quote unquote, good Christian girl realm of YouTube, right? (laughs) Let's just lay it all out on the table. (laughs) Let's not talk about any of my habits. Let's talk about you. (laughs) My, my brand is like awful Christian girl. It's like terrible. <laughs> I was talking to a girlfriend of mine and I, I I shared with her, I'll admit, Meg, I shared with her that you were requesting to get um unstuck from the side of TikTok and wanted some hairy content and she was like, Oh yeah, that's like me when I got stuck in Christian TikTok and I was like, Oh, <laughs> Christian TikTok. That sounds terrible. I don't ever want to be stuck in Christian TikTok. Listen, the TikTok served me some Christian TikTok. Some of it's kind of funny, especially if you grew up strongly evangelical like I did. There's some pretty funny stuff in there. But yes, may I suggest, let's flip the script a little bit. May I suggest that instead of 
you know, really like putting the label of awful Christian on there, which I know you don't mean specifically, (laughs) or maybe you do, but maybe more like Christian woman who has the freedom to engage with all kinds of media. And it is, it does not shake or waver your personal faith. I think that the romance novel question is really interesting. I, and I read that and I probably weighed in on it too. I, I can't remember if I did or not, or if I just was like reading and nodding, you know, it's something I've thought about too. For me as a Christian woman who is in a, a long time marriage with a happy and healthy sex life, I feel like romance novels actually have brought a lot of spice and flavor and kind of revved some engines up a little bit because for women especially so much of sex and sexuality is such a mental component that if you can kind of let your imagination play a little bit um that it is gives you it the more you sort of expose yourself to i mean pardon the phrasing on that but <laughs> <laughs> The more you let your mind just have fun with different possibilities and experience sexuality through the eyes of other people and through experiences of other people, which who, who, by the way, are fictional characters, and let your imagination run a little bit, for me, and maybe it's not like this for everyone, and I would never try to say this prescriptively, but for me, as a woman who has been married and who has had no... uh, Kyle and I were each other's firsts. You know, we lost our virginity to each other. We have no, had not had any uh, of those partners before. And so, like, we and we've been married for a long time, and we got married when we were very young. It, like, informs some possibilities and some, like, just kind of gets you in the mindset. And, I mean, frankly, kind of gets you in the mood more than... Well, let's say the latest self-help book or the latest dysfunctional family (laughs) drama, you know, like, I don't know. For me, and I'm only speaking for myself, for me, it has, the the romance novels that I have read have only brought a higher energy to my marriage and specifically to our sex life. And so to me, I, I really struggle to see how it would be detrimental for us. Now, everybody has a story. Everybody has triggers for things. Everybody has um, backgrounds that they themselves should discern. Is this a good thing for me? But I think that's kind of where, I, where I've landed. And I'm presuming, Rebecca, that's kind of what you've discerned as well. Right. Nate's not complaining about my reading material. <laughs> he, 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 like if, if we had a conference and I was like, listen, should I stop? I think he would vote no. Um so I, I just, this is just like my insecurity though, is like part of me is still like a little hung up on, is this fully appropriate? And maybe it is, and I should be totally unapologetic for it, but I'm not quite sure if I feel 100% comfortable putting out that out there to like everybody. And then the other part of it is me not wanting to be a broken record and that's like all Mm. i have to offer Mm -hmm, and that's kind of how i feel right now and i don't know maybe maybe you and kelly are also kind of experiencing this a little bit as the pandemic has really like narrowed our world um 
that you you might be draw being drawn to like the same things a lot, and you're not having as many outside experiences to to pull from. I'm even feeling like I don't want to watch like a different style of television. I just really want something light and fluffy.、Um, And so I keep like repeating the same thing, and then when I come on to sort of awesome, I don't want to just, I just I don't I just don't want to be too much. So, so, okay, so the full the full story here is that I have always felt since the beginning of sort of awesome that the people listening to me on the podcast knew me in a way that my blog readers. Never did, and、right. because my blog was a very filtered version of me, I shared right, right, my right. parenting struggles. I shared my struggles about cleaning, but it was all focused on like parenting and homemaking and food and green living and like that type of thing. And I never would have considered writing a blog post about what I love about the Bachelor. Like that's not. That's not what I was about, and so、mm-hmm. then the podcast gave me this place where I could explore and share all the different interests that I had beyond what I typically would share on Simply Rebecca, and so I started doing that more and more, and I started when Instagram Stories became a thing. I kind of. Started treating my Instagram stories that way, as like slipping more things in there. As I got more positive feedback from the awesomes about these different aspects of my life, I started saying, "Well, people sent me DMs asking for my latest thoughts on The Bachelor, so I'm going to put it out there. And if people don't like it, you know, they can just skip past or they can unfollow. Which, my goodness, they do."、Um, <laughs> And I, I kind of started diving more into that, and just kind of exposing more of myself in that way. I, I even wrote a blog post about my favorite Bachelor podcast and stuff. Like I, I feel like I'm opening more up. But then, like over this past year, I got some negative feedback from podcast listeners.、Um, feedback that they sometimes would. Just skip my episodes be, when they would see my name, regardless of the topic, or feedback that they appreciated the more serious side of me that I would share in some episodes, and really didn't care at all for like the giggly, fluffy side of me. And it has, as I'm thinking about now, what to share with the awesomes on the Friday episodes, and I'm thinking about, oh, I'm like really into just all of these very lighthearted things. I'm kind of just becoming more aware that some people listen to this podcast and they like they they just don't want to hear any of that. Like they listen to the podcast despite the fact that I'm on it. And I don't well, want. I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I do. I know what you're trying to say. I do because it is the place that we find ourselves in always as we're creating a show that is made for women who have a variety of tastes and preferences and those types of things. And I know that we can all like run ourselves ragged trying to think about like who do people want me to be? Who should I show up as? Listen. I told I told you guys this. I told the team this. We just recently got a one star review on Sort of Awesome. Somebody took the time to go and leave a one star review to say that they had to unsubscribe because there was too much loud laughing. Let's all be real serious with each other. <laughs> there is a loud laugher on this podcast, and it is me. And I love your laugh. 
Well, listen, my laugh is my laugh. I know it's loud. I have edited myself for five years. I do know there. it is objectively, if you look at the sound waves coming out of my mouth as they're being recorded, <laughs> it is loud. I get it. And I actually genuinely had to laugh about that because um, I know I laugh as loud. And the, it was like really like, wow, they felt strongly enough about how much they did not like my laugh, to not only unsubscribe, but while they were there, leave a review about it. And to me, that's like, wow, that left an impression. It wasn't the impression I would have hoped for, but it did leave an impression on them. That was something that it was, you know, they had, they had strong feelings about the energy of my laugh and how I engage on this show. Um and so it's really hard because we do, we want to be sensitive to the fact that this is not just a conversation between me and you. This is not us on Voxer talking back and forth about what we're into. This is something we share with thousands and thousands of people. But at the same time, those thousands and thousands of people, they keep coming back and hitting play because they, that we are friends to them. We are fitting into a friendship spot for them, a conversation spot for them. And you know, I think that we really could just drive ourselves crazy thinking about seeing it through their lens. And I just feel more strongly than ever that the best thing that we can do, no matter what season of life we're in, like all of us right now are being pressed so hard by the discomfort of quarantine that I just, I mean, I think the the best thing we could do is all just have a lot of grace for each other, even the even the entertainers and the content creators that we engage with. But I have said this from the beginning. I think there's something so powerful and so unique and so important about you being passionate about what you're passionate about. And this actually came up on my personal Instagram. And this, I feel like really validated this in a moment that I needed to hear that validation because I had posted on my personal Instagram, something about the blessed Virgin Mary. And I lost a number of followers as I always do. I'm always like, do people like, it's real clear in my bio. It says I'm a happy Catholic in my bio. I always am so confused when people are like, don't you dare bring any talk (laughs) about Mary into my Instagram feed. If you do, you're out of here. But I was joking about this in stories, and one of our superstars, Anna, uh, DM'd me to say, hey, you know what, I, we may not agree on everything when it comes to faith and religion, but I love seeing you be passionate about what you're passionate about. And that's, I mean, I think that's so true for all of us. And so if somebody truly is in a place where they're like, I just cannot handle any more fluffy, lighthearted content, then that's their, it's, it's the, they're going to take their path in the road. But that should not in any way impact you showing up in the fullness of your Rebecca-ness. Even if people are like, well, you know, Rebecca's in a... I think that anybody who knows you is going to know you're in a space where you're into lighter and fluffy things right now, as many of us are. And I think you're so right, too, because I know you're so worried about being repetitive. But you're exactly right. Nobody's going anywhere. We're not having experiences or fun. We're not... We're we're stressed. We're not watching the dark things. We're not watching the heavy things. We're not reading, you know, the things that bring us down. We're just trying to survive. And we're so limited in even what we have access to that I just, I mean, I think a lot of us are maybe feeling repetitive right now, you know? Okay. It's like so good to hear you say all this. And I, you know, when we, 
when we tossed out the idea of me just like laying it all out there on the overflow, I I did feel hesitant because I don't want superstars. You guys are really you like you are the best people on the internet, and I know yes. that you're going to rally behind me and tell me that you support me. <laughs> and those of you who don't, like you're not like you're not gonna like you're just <laughs> like you'll be quiet, and that's fine. But like I do, I hesitate to share because I don't want. I don't want it to sound like I'm I'm fishing for that, sure, those sure, compliments sure. or that support. I really, right. I I think that there is some relatableness, hopefully or unfortunately is a better word, in us feeling insecure about yes being our authentic selves at times. And I yes. just needed to externally process some of that, especially as I'm thinking about content planning for the Friday shows. I mean, realistically, I do not want to show up every Friday episode that I'm on with a different romance novel. Like, I want to be able to mix it up. And and that mm-hmm. would be advisable. But I'm just kind of feeling like, uh, yeah, I, I've just been feeling a little insecure about what I'm going to put out there. And it's just good for me to externally process this, this a bit, hear this from you, Meg. I do appreciate it. And I'm also, like... A little irritated with myself. I mean, I am a huge supporter of love what you love and don't apologize for it. I mean, One Direction just had their 10-year anniversary, and I did a whole post on my Instagram feed about standing up for loving what you love. And as women, we're often, like, knocked down because it's not important enough. It's not, like, sports or hunting and, like how ridiculous that is and let's let's smash the patriarchy and just love what you love and then (laughs) how many weeks later is it i'm like oh but all i like is romance and harry styles and the bachelor (laughs) yeah but listen here's oh i'm just i'm irritated with myself (laughs) i'm so glad you brought this up though rebecca because i think this is actual evidence and totally speaks to the fact that from the time women move from childhood into their teenage years, there is such strong messaging in our culture that the things that teenage girls are into are silly, they don't matter, they're they're overly emotional, they're, you know, over the top. There is, and I see it now, I saw it certainly when I was a teenager, I wasn't as cognizant or aware of what was happening. But looking back, I can see how that is messaged towards teenage girls. I see it now in the degradation and the minimization and um, just the, you know, relegating things that teenage girls are into, into a non-serious sphere, So yes, it totally makes sense that even though you have grown and evolved and really embraced the idea of love what you love, all of us, I feel like, carry this programming from some very formative years that the things that we like, if they're not serious, that they're worthless, and that however much passion or zeal or uh, excitement or enthusiasm you have for a thing, that it's too much, And I think that so many women carry so much baggage of you're too much, your excitement is too much, calm down, stop crying, um, you know, stop shrieking, tone it down. Like all that has all we have been told since we were teenagers when it comes to the things that we're excited and that we're into. And it becomes the butt of pop culture jokes and all of these things. I'm not saying we need to be on a rampage to stop that. I don't even know how to stop it. I'm just saying that it is completely 
normal and um, and a very normal response that no matter how much you as an adult believe love what you love, that that programming, it's going to come back to the surface. It's running in the back of your mind. And when you start to feel like, "I'm, I'm really too excited about this, I need to tone it down. Those thoughts are coming from the things that you've been told for decades. So all of that to say, I think it is a, an act of resistance to just keep loving what you love and love it with all of your heart and soul and your enthusiasm and bring that into the world because that is, that is taking a stand against the, the messaging that we received as girls. And I think it's great modeling for the girls and young women that are coming up behind us. I really do. So ultimately, I'm forbidding you, (laughs) I'm forbidding you from stopping all of your enthusiasm about the things that you're into. We need more of it, not less. Okay, 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 okay. (laughs) And truly, I I appreciate it. I do. I just, I, it's, yeah, thank you. Sometimes we just need to hear our own messaging repeated back to us at times, right? Like we just totally. need to hear, hear it again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm saying that to every single superstar too. Just bring your fullness. You are not too much. We need your fullness, whatever it is. Golly, if there's ever time we needed enthusiasm for something in our world, that's what we need right now. So I hope everybody is taking that to heart as well. All right. Anything else Don't we need to share overflow wise this month? Um, I encourage everyone listening to like look up some Harry Styles TikToks. I'm just saying, like, you won't regret it. <laughs> I will agree with that. You won't regret it. It's a great way to spend a little time on a summer afternoon. It's totally fun way. Absolutely, it will. Uh, it will make you feel some feels for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I can't think of anything either here, except that we are, of course, like everybody else, eyeballs deep in trying to figure out how life is going to work. Um, I know I've said this a number of times, but in Oklahoma City, all of our kids are starting school, in public school anyway, um, at home, virtually. And so now I've got four school kids, Rebecca. I don't know how this is going to work. And a toddler who's not quiet. It's so, not good. Yeah. It's not good. We will... We shall see what happens next. But anyway, that is the reality for many of us. So we're, we're in this together for sure, for sure. So um, if anybody does want to, you know, make sure, hey, you know, like I'm not even following Rebecca on her personal Instagram. Why am I not? I need more goodness in my life. Help us remember where you are in all the places. I'm at Simply Rebecca. And if you choose to hit follow, the Instagram stories is really where I lay it all out there the most. Yes, you're so good and so consistent and doing such great stories. So um, you guys know I'm sort of awesome Meg in all of the places. And I think that's it for us. So again, I just really want to say thank you again for sticking with us. We genuinely, genuinely do feel the uh, the very supportive vibe that you guys always show up for us with. And it is so, so, so appreciated. So thank you so much. We do have some good things in the works. If you liked this conversation, this very real talk, um, stay tuned because we've got a bunch more of this planned uh, coming up in the in the months ahead. Some more sort of spicy talk for headed your way. So we're going to be starting that up really soon. So stay tuned. Um, Thank you guys for listening and we'll see y'all next time.